Welcome to the Six Goals Podcast, episode 22 for December 19th, 2011. Hey everybody, this is Dan for the Six Goals Podcast, in which I try and do these six goals every week. Running six miles a week, drawing six sketches in my sketchbook a week, doing six workouts a week, drinking six water bottles a day, reading six chapters of the Bible a week, and writing 6,000 words a week. So, uh, it's probably been a couple months since I've recorded a podcast. Um, maybe not that long, but I've been a little busy. Um, the gist of it is... My now eight-month-old eight has been sick for, geez, almost eight weeks. It's been forever. So, anyways, that's really sucked. And been in the ER quite a few times, and just no fun. We've all been sick. It's all run through us. But we're all doing good now, so I'm really happy that we're all getting better and feeling healthy to move into the holiday season. So I'm going to run down these really quick, and then I've got a little uh, something special for you at the end. Uh, As far as running goes, I have not been running. Uh, Workouts, I've been doing at least five a week. Um, Usually not the six every week that I'm trying to get, but uh, five really good ones with my friend and co-worker. Doing lots of grappling and martial arts and self-defense and uh, having a good time and getting gassed out trying to take each other down. (laughs) Um, My writing has been going great. I haven't been doing a whole lot of writing as far as fresh content, but whenever I've had a chance, I've been knocking out chapters in my revision process for the first time on one of my novels. Uh, Since I have recorded, I actually did do NaNoWriMo, and for the first time I did not win. I did not get 50,000 words in the month of November in 30 days, but I did finish a novella that was uh, like 25,000 words, and uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, Novellas haven't really had a good place, um, but now with ebooks and digital publishing, it's kind of a cool length. A lot of people read on their cell phones now, and something smaller but still a nice full story, something that a lot of people are going to start wanting, and I've seen some authors that I look up to start to write purposefully smaller, what they call novel nibbles. Uh, So, I'm kind of excited to have a finished novella, and um, I'm about 5,000 words into another novella that I started, but right now I'm just focusing on revising my novel so I can get it out in front of beta readers. I'm really excited about that. I'm on uh, chapter 14 out of 26 chapters now, so I'm getting there. Uh, I have actually been drawing quite a bit, too. I haven't been uploading anything to the website, but um, whenever my wife and I are hanging out after we get the kids down, we're usually watching different TV shows on Netflix streaming uh, through the Wii, and I'm usually drawing. Um, I've been drawing a lot. I've been really trying to nail down the anatomy of the, the body and try and break the body down into all the basic shapes so that I can draw it really well. Because uh, I'd like to start doing some web comics and illustrations for some of my books, um, uh, but I really need to get the body down better. So I've been trying to focus on that. And uh, my water consumption's been crap. Just been drinking loads of coffee. So 
there are some health benefits to coffee. If you look it up, there's actually a lot of uh, positive things for your health when you drink coffee. Uh, obviously, you shouldn't drink too much. You get the jitters and all that stuff. But uh, it's not really bad for you. Uh, I'm sure lots of people think otherwise, but um, I will always drink lots of coffee till the day I die. But I should also be drinking lots of water. So That said, uh, my Bible reading has also been horrible. And so I'm glad that I'm recording this podcast because uh, it's one of the things I always realize. Hey, I haven't been reading my Bible. I need to do that on a daily basis. So uh, hopefully the next time I record it will be only a week from now. And I will also have read at least six chapters of the Bible. Part of that is um, we haven't been going to church hardly at all. And while I should not be going to church to get inspired to read my Bible, that's something that should come just from wanting to know God more. Uh, it's something that definitely helps when I go and hear a sermon and sing songs to God. Um, yeah, I'm inspired to read my Bible more. Uh, so I think that's probably part of it, but also it's just I just need to be reading it. Um, so anyway, that's uh, all I've got for you for my six goals and how I've been doing on those over the last month or so. Uh, sorry I haven't been recording lately. Um, so There's just been other huge priorities in my life that have kind of taken over. And one of those is trying to finish a novel so I can podcast a full novel. But in the meantime, uh, I'm going to play for you a short story. It's a Christmas story, and I wrote it last year. Uh, it's still one of my favorite podcast episodes that I've done. I really like this story. It's just a fun little story. Anyways, I hope you enjoy it. So without any further ado, I give you a Christmas story. Happy holidays, everyone. This is Dan for Six Goals, signing off. All I want for Christmas is a VR Supercube, a short story written and read by Dan Absalonson. As soon as I saw him, I ducked behind a rack of games. Blair Thompson, the school bully who loved picking on me, had just come into the store. I was there checking out the new game system. It was on my Christmas list when I saw him come in. If he spotted me, it would be trouble. As I frantically looked for an escape route, his mom walked in right behind him, and he said, It's this one, Ma. He pointed to the display of the new virtual reality supercubes I had been looking at. If they walked towards them, they were sure to see me. I peered between the games and saw his mom's eyes drop down to the price tag. Come on, Blair. You think I make enough of tips to buy that thing? Don't you know we're barely making it right now? He didn't say anything. Blame your father. I was always telling him, you need to get life insurance, but he kept saying we couldn't afford it. I'll get it someday when I make more money. Well, that someday never came, and now he's gone. That stupid man. Her anger turned to anguish, as a few tears hopped out 
and rode down her cheeks. Ah, come on, Ma, don't cry, please. She turned to him, and I could see the anger return to her eyes. She wiped the tears away and said, If you ever drop out of school, I'll kill you. I know, Ma, he said. No, I mean it. I'll find one of your father's tools in the garage or something, and it'll be all over for you. You are going to college, and you're going to get a nice job someday, so you can buy these stupid things for your kids. And I will have grandkids. I will have joy in this life again someday. You'll get a nice job. One that doesn't wear you out so much, you just want to die at the end of every day. Does that sound like a way to live? Again, he said nothing. He was looking at the ground, I thought, to avoid seeing her cry. She raised her purse and smacked him upside the head with it. It was a purse I was pretty sure wouldn't make it onto a flight as carry-on. It had so many things stuffed inside of it that it bulged here and there, a great amorphous shape that she brought down on him hard. I wondered at the strength behind her bony little arms to swing such a thing. I said, does that seem like a way to live? She said again, this time tears flowing like the faucet in our downstairs laundry room. Drip, drip, drip. He cringed at her words, recovering from the blow. No, Ma, that's, that's no way to live. That's right. So you're going to finish school, right? She raised her hand again. The Buick of a bag hanging from her wrist swayed back and forth, and I could see the veins that matched the ones rising on her forehead begin to make road maps down her arms. Yeah, Ma, he blurted out with his own arms raised in defense. I'll finish school. Just don't whack me with that thing again. Jeez. All right, she said with a sniff, getting the control back in her voice. That's what I wanted to hear. Let's go. The bus comes in ten minutes. You know, your father was just like me. We dropped out of high school. Got a crappy job. Her voice faded into the crowded mall as they walked out of the game shop. As I watched them go, I realized my opinion of Blair had shifted. I still thought he was a big jerk, but now I knew part of the reason behind it. His dad had died, and now they were poor. I just thought he'd dressed in tattered shirts to look tough. You could buy clothes like that. Usually they cost more than the regular kind. I hated to admit it, but I felt sorry for him. The big jerk. The creep who made my life suck whenever he could. Just because I was smaller or different than him. Maybe because I wore glasses or tucked in my shirt or used big words. I guess in some way that maybe he was threatened by that. Isn't that why bullies pick on other kids? Because of their own insecurities? I guess he knew that I was rich. And that I had already started some college. Maybe that my future looked bright. Then I had an idea. Maybe there was a way to solve everything. I mean, really work out the equation. 
I went home to ask my mom if she would be okay with my idea. My mom thought it was a great idea. I stopped counting how many times she said, I'm so proud of you. So here I was on Christmas morning, standing on Big Bad Blair's porch with a huge wrapped box in my hands. A tiny card was taped over where my mom had written my name, on which I wrote, To Blair, from Alfred. His mom answered the door in a bathrobe. Hello? Do I know you? What, what are you doing here on Christmas? Is Blair home, ma'am? I asked. Well, yeah, he's just in the living room. Hold on. She turned her head back to the house. Blair, there's someone here to see you. She turned back to me, mustered a quick, rather fake smile, and said, Merry Christmas. Then she turned and walked back into the house. A few seconds later, Blair came to the door in boxers and one of his ratty black t-shirts. As soon as he saw me, his face turned the perfect color of Christmas red, and he said, What are you doing here? I didn't say anything. I was afraid that no matter what I said, he was going to punch me. So instead, I stuck out the present towards him and looked down. Have you finally lost all your marbles, freckle face? I was a statue, dressed in warm clothes. I didn't know what else to do. I couldn't get myself to say anything, so I just waited for him to take the gift. I knew he would be mad from the embarrassment of me seeing him in his run-down house but I just hoped that he would take the gift from me and open it before deciding to give me my own in the form of a whitewash. His narrowed white eyes, breaking up all the redness in his face, never left mine as he grabbed the box from my hands and started unwrapping it. You think you can just get out of... He started to say as he pulled away the wrapping. Then he saw the box. Is this some kind of joke? He went on to open the box and saw that the game system really was inside. Then he looked up at me again, in disbelief. What's wrong with you, man? You're going to give me a VR supercube? I nodded. Are you serious? Then something strange happened. Something I didn't think would have happened in a million years. Blair Thompson started to cry. Real tears fell out of his mean eyes right into the snow. I was still scared of what he might do, even though my mom was watching from across the street in her minivan. He could really get me before she could come and interfere. Why would you... Wh what are you... He looked back at the box and then at me. Don't hit me, I said, but I was in Gamer's place when you and your mom came in yesterday. I sort of overheard your conversation. I thought that I would give you mine. But I make your life suck. Why would you do that? Well, I, I, I heard about your dad. I never knew. That's gotta suck worse than being bullied. Yeah, it does. We stood there in silence for a little while. He looked back down at the box. You're really giving this to me, you freak? Yeah, 
I said, and then his expression changed. He wiped his drying tears away. I, I don't know what to say, man, he said. Dang, he had never called me man before, only stupid, mean nicknames. I was instantly brave and said, how about Merry Christmas and I promise not to bully you anymore? <laughs> he laughed. It surprised me, maybe more than him when I had given him the gift. Only if you never tell a soul that you saw me cry. He reached out his hand. I shook it and said, deal. So have you played one of these before? No, I said. Well, do you want to? Yeah, I said. Well, let's go get it out of the box. Okay, I said, and turned back to my mom. Mom, can I stay for a while? Sure, sweetie. I'll be back at 11 to pick you up for lunch at Grandma's. Uh, okay. Thanks, Mom. Blair had started to laugh again. I looked at him. What? <laughs> You're such a nerd, Sanders. Come on. We played for hours. It was the most fun I'd ever had on Christmas morning. The End You have been listening to All I Want for Christmas is a VR Supercube. Written by me, Dan Absalonson. You can find more short stories at my blog, writingsofdan.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and happy holidays. This podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 U.S. License.